On The Go podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary. For more information, please visit www.thesanctuarychurch.com. Well, this morning, I want to I introduce to you Mr. W. Mr. W. This is a commercial that is on the interwebs. And just sit back, be prepared. Uh, let's, see, let's, let's meet Mr. W. I think I was uh, always misunderstood. Oh! People just didn't seem to like me. I think I annoyed them. I got on their nerves. I don't know why. That's just the way it was. W. Now, I know at first some of you are probably like, what the heck and where is this going? That man just pulled up that woman's dress, right? Pastor Marty, right? I know, I know. You were, you were wondering. What did you think of that? What, where did your mind go when you're watching this? You're like, okay, what is this about, right? Just a commercial. But here, here's the thing. Now you have the context. Now you understand him as wind. Just but they've portrayed him as a person. I want you to watch it all over again with that same understanding. Now I understand, oh, he's the wind. Watch the whole thing again. Watch this. I think I was uh, always um, misunderstood. The wind. Nobody turns around. People just didn't seem to like me. The wind. I think I annoyed them. I got on their nerves. I don't know why. That's just the way it was. Yeah. When? Maybe I was too intense. 
maybe they came on too strong. I don't know. I really can't say. Yeah, it was lonely. Really lonely. But you... You get used to it. <laughs> After a while. And then, one day, everything changed. Somebody finally accepted me for, for what I am. Since I've got this job, life is completely different. I finally feel useful, good at something. energy to good use. Now, it's amazing to me that probably the second time you watched that, it wasn't as offensive as the first time, huh? Once you had a context for him, once you had a place to put him, he's not this madman running around causing chaos, right? It's like, oh, the wind knocking over that, that, that canopy, tossing a pot in front of People, it's like, what? And, but once, once you understand, oh, 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 he's the wind. You have a different perspective when you get it from that angle. You go, okay. You see him completely different. The first time around, you're watching it going, what is this? Why is this person, what is happening here? This is freakish. But when you have a context for it, you watched it again, and I'm imagining, show of hands, you thought, Oh, now I get it. Yeah? Yeah. Here's what I'd like to do. Because twice wasn't enough. I want to sh show you this. I want to play this for you a third time. However, here's what I want you to do. Because I'm not going to have the video up. I'm just going to play the sound for you. And I want you to listen to what he's saying. Listen to what he's saying. Listen carefully. But I want you to hear with another context. You already heard him as the wind. I want you to listen as though he's the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. I think I was uh, always um, misunderstood. People just didn't seem to like me. I think I annoyed them. Huh. I got on their nerves. I don't know why. That's just the way it was. Yeah. Maybe I was too intense. Huh. Maybe. I came on too strong. I don't know. I really can't say. Yeah, it was lonely. Hmm. Really lonely. But you... You get used to it. <laughs> After a while. 
And then uh, one day, everything changed. Somebody finally accepted me for, for what I am. Mm -hmm. uh, since I've got uh, this job, life is completely different. I finally feel useful, good at something. I think I was always misunderstood. Maybe people didn't like me. I, I think I annoyed them. I think I got on their nerves. Maybe, maybe I was too intense. Maybe I came on too strong. It was lonely, but I got used to it. Just push the Holy Spirit off over there. Then one day, everything changed. Someone accepted me for what I am. And since I got this job, a Christian who was open to the wind of the Spirit, life is completely different. I feel useful, good at something. Holy Spirit's waiting to help us. I want you to think about the Holy Spirit today, and I want to talk about the Holy Spirit today, just like the wind. Let's put his energy to good use. I want you to think about this for a moment, because like the wind, his potential is our potential. When I can come alongside the come alongsider, things change. By the way, in the app this morning, I've put the link in the app to this video on, uh, on the internet. So, Mr. W. Every, every religion acknowledges uh, spiritual realities. And that's because humanity was made in the image of God, who is spirit. Okay? We are essentially, we are all spiritual beings. Nobody is not spiritual. But see, the thing is, spiritual can mean a lot of different things these days. I'm spiritual but not religious. What does that mean? No, you are spiritual for sure. Again, created in the image of God. Some see spirituality as something mystical and something impractical. But they don't, they don't see it as practical. But to understand human spirituality, I want to explore three claims that are made by Christians in the Bible about the Holy Spirit. So here's your first one. You're filling in your notes this morning. Come with me. Claim number one, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. He is the third person of the Trinity. You're filling that in. The Holy Spirit is God. That's our first note this morning. He's the third person of the Trinity. And, that's, and here's the problem. The Trinity is one of the unexplainables of the faith. I, I just don't get it. And see, the Bible refers to these unexplainables. The Bible actually calls them mysteries. This is a mystery of the faith because they've been revealed to us and yet they still can't be fully understood. Many analogies have been made trying to explain the Trinity over the years. People have tried to, tried to make it make sense, but nothing's really adequate. You know, they'll start with water. It's got three parts. You got water, you got ice, you, you got the liquid, you got ice, you got steam. Those are three types of water, but really it's just one. You know, they, they try and explain it like that. Or the egg, there's the shell, there's the yolk, and the albumin, right? The, the white of the egg. There, there are three parts, but it's really an egg 
altogether, the apple, you know, the peel, the flesh, the core, you know, and then you have humanity. We, we try and we go, well, I'm not only a son, I'm also a husband, but I'm also a father, but there's three, but I'm really one. You know, we, they're all, quite honestly, just inadequate to try and describe what we're talking about here with the Trinity. And like the example I used last week, Hot dogs for baptism, right? Again, three things. It's the hot dog, it's the bun, it's the, the dressing. It's like, it's, it's just weak. They're just, they're just attempts, our attempts, uh, and the inability to grasp the ungraspable. That's, again, why it's called a, mis- a mystery to us. The problem is that none of those individual components that I've even just talked about, none of them would be considered the whole by themselves. If you had just the white, the albumen of the egg, you wouldn't say, I'm having an egg. I'm having a part of the egg, you see? But the Trinity is whole. The Trinity is revealed. God the Father, Yahweh, in the Old Testament. God the Son, Jesus, in the New Testament. And God the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, in this present Testament. This is what we understand. And yet, all three were present in the Old Testament, and all three are present in the New Testament, and all three are present in this present Testament. Paul sees it this way. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, I'm just going to read this to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Here's what he says. May the grace of, number one, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of, number two, God, and the fellowship of, number three, the Holy Spirit be with you all. See, Paul recognized it. He's writing to the church in Corinth. He says, hey, 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 listen, all three of these need to be yours. In fact, last week, Jesus said, when you make disciples, make sure you baptize them. Jesus gave us these in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. See, we get this idea. The word Trinity is nowhere in the Bible. It's just our human way of going, what is that? How can you have three gods but one God. Like, this doesn't make sense. It's a mystery. I believe the best way to talk about the Trinity is to simply say that God is one God who eternally exists in three persons, all equally one and all equally unique. And it's difficult. I I get it. It's confusing, but it's awesome. But then again, that's why it's called a mystery. Here's, Here's a second claim for us. The Holy Spirit is active The Holy Spirit is active. He is a personal companion. You're taking notes this morning, active. Holy Spirit's active today. Personal companion, not an impersonal force. Right? He's he's not a cereal bowl that you go, I'm going to use that now. Boom. Clean it up, put it back up on the shelf. That's not the way the Holy Spirit functions. There's much more to it than that. The Holy Spirit, as I just said, isn't a force like in Star Wars, right? Use the Holy Spirit, Marty. This is not the sin I'm looking for, right? I mean, like somehow, you know, somehow I access it like this, you know? It's not like that. There's something greater happening here. The Holy Spirit wants to be actively involved in our lives, if we'll allow it. The Holy Spirit wants to teach us. The Holy Spirit wants to remind us. The Holy Spirit wants to help us. The Holy Spirit wants to guide us. But will we allow it? I've put all kinds of verses in the app this morning in regards to these aspects of the Holy Spirit. 
But the Holy Spirit does one thing very unique. The Holy Spirit doesn't point to a generic spirituality. Oh, I'm spiritual. I was contemplating my shoe this morning. It's not that. The Holy Spirit gently and lovingly draws us to Jesus. Here's what he says. John chapter 15, verse 26. You don't have to turn there, but watch this. Jesus saying, hey, listen, I'm going to send you the advocate. That's the word, the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the come alongsider. That's what an advocate is. Think of an advocate as an attorney, someone who represents not only Jesus, but represents us. And he says, I'm going to send you an advocate, the spirit of truth. And then he says, he's going to come to you from the Father, and he's going to testify, watch this, all about me, about Jesus. He goes, oh, the Holy Spirit's going to remind you of who Jesus is. Which brings me to the third and final claim today. Claim number three, the Holy Spirit empowers. As I said, uh, Again, empowers. He is the advocate that Jesus promised. The come alongsider who empowers followers with fruits and gifts. Now here's where I want you, I do want you to open up your Bibles. If, you're, if you want to find, find God in the church, in the chair backs, you can grab that. In the chair backs, come with me to Galatians, please. Galatians. There's all kinds of grace in Galatians. That's how I remember that, right? Galatians. Here's what's happened in Galatians chapter 5. Verses 16 through 26. It's on page 226. If you want to see it, it's in the chairbacks, page 226. It's good to know where these books of the Bible are because you can't just have them here. You're going to need them there. I don't know where you're going to be on Tuesday, but you're going to need to know, what was that? What was that? And that's, that's why I encourage us to bring either a tree Bible or your e-Bible, right? And you're just like, i got to mark that off. i got to remember where this is because at some point I'm going to need this information. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 26, let me read you what Paul is writing to, again, this church in a place called Galatia, right? It's in Asia Minor, right? And he writes this church, and he's talking about fruit. He's talking about fruit. And and so I'm going to let you fill this in before we even get to that scripture. Spiritual fruit, let's say spiritual fruit is produced and provided by the Holy Spirit. Spiritual fruit, listen to this, is produced and provided by the Holy Spirit. It's not something that I do. I, this is my prayer, and I listen to me. I think it's a wasted prayer. Did I just say that right? I, I gotta be more patient. I, I can't be more patient. It's gonna have to be something Mr. W does in me. The Holy Spirit, and we'll read it here, the Holy Spirit makes me more patient. The Holy Spirit produces patience in me. Watch this. Chapter 5, verses 16 through 26. Let's read about the fruit of the Spirit. I'm telling you, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you're not going to be doing the stuff your sinful nature craves. Sinful nature, here's a list, wants to do, quote, evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us the desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. You're never going to be free to carry out your good intentions. But when you're directed by the Spirit, you're not under obligation to the law of Moses. We can get into that another time. Verse 19, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, here it comes, 
the results are very clear. This is sinful nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, check, 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 jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. That's sinful nature. This is a good list. That's sinful nature. I I break the whole list down just like this. I want to control me, and if you let me, I want to control you. That's sinful nature. And you can play that little definition out along this whole list. I want to control me, and if you let me, I want to control you. He says this, verse 22, but... Uh, Oh, no, uh, continue up in uh, 21. He says, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life, all the quarreling, jealousy, ambition, drunkenness, anybody living that sort of life, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, anybody living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22. But, here's the beauty, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. (sighs) Let me say it again. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Anybody want to sign up yet? See, I'm going, yeah, 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 yeah. But watch, as far as my checklist in my life, nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope. Like, ah, I'm just not patient. I'm just not gentle. I, it, it's hard. I look at this list and I go, ugh. But he goes, hey, listen, man. Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Whew. I like this. He keeps going. Those who belong to Jesus, those who belong to the Christ, the Savior, Messiah, right, the Rescuer, have nailed all those passions, the sinful nature, and desires of their sinful nature to the cross, crucified them there. And since we are living by the Spirit, let's follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our life. Let's not become conceited. Man, the list goes on some more. Provoke one another, be jealous of one another. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. More check marks for me. Spirit sounds good, right? The Spirit produces and provides these fruits. They could all be seen as one fruit, actually, if you wanted to. The fruit of love. It all flows on that. Here's the second piece. Just come back a little bit to, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want to talk to you about spiritual gifts. Watch this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Spiritual gifts, here we go, decided and distributed by the Holy Spirit. I like the first part. Produced and provided, and now distributed and decided, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, page 202. Chairback Bible, right? Right? Looking for God and want to find God, right? Page 202. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. Spiritual gifts, they're decided and distributed by the Holy Spirit. Again, Paul is writing this book to a, a church in Corinth. It is thought this is actually his second letter because he's answering a bunch of questions that they have asked. Theologians believe there was a letter that was written to them 
They asked a bunch of questions, and then 1 Corinthians is what we have. We don't know where 1 Corinthians is. This is just the first letter we can find of, of Paul. They believe this is actually the second letter that he wrote to them. But watch this. Look what he says. He's answering these, these questions that the church, me, you, we, have. What is this Holy Spirit thing? Listen what he says. Chapter 12, verse 1 through 11. Brothers and sisters, beloved. See the word dear? Beloved. Regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives you. The gifts. I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray. You were swept along worshiping idols that are speechless. I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God is going to curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts. Here it comes. But the same Spirit is the source of them all. You can't manufacture this. Same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we see the same, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us. Please, here's how you can tick me off. Tell me you don't have a gift. That's the easiest way to tick me off as a pastor. Uh, God didn't give me any gifts. I would just go, I would go haywire, right? Okay. I'll be Mr. W. <laughs> okay. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of, spiritual, of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives a great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives a gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another Spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what's being said. Here it comes. It's the one and only Spirit, here's where I got this from, I didn't make it up, who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gifts each person can have. He produces and provides the fruit. He distributes and decides the gifts. Not up to me. I can go, I want this. You can, you can ask. Hey, man, ask, ask, ask. That's why I, I said it, you know, kind of jokingly, it's a wasted prayer. It's, prayer is never wasted. Any conversation you're having with God, has, as long as it includes some listening to what he's got to say, uh, is not wasted. It's saying, Lord, I want this in my life. And you can ask for fruits and you can ask for gifts. But he's going to produce them. He's going to provide them. He's going to distribute them. He's going to decide them. That's, that's up to the Holy Spirit. It's very clear. Spiritual gifts aren't given to us for our benefit. Did you hear it? They're given to us for the benefit of other people. Watch this. Watch this. This is a hard thing in our society, in our American culture. As well as the other people's gifts are given for our benefit. A lot of us don't have a problem giving. We have a hard time receiving. The rest of you can't even receive that. Okay, I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. I, I really am. But, but, but see, here's the problem is, is that God gave this, and, and you hear me say this all the time. It, it's this, 
I'll call call it a philosophy of ministry. It's this issue of not to but through. Uh, You hear me say that enough. God doesn't give things to us. He gives things through us. That's what he says. He says, hey, listen. Hey, I want you to know, right? These are, there's different kinds of gifts and he's given them so that we can, verse seven, help each other. To help each other. And so the gifts that were given to them were to help me. And the gifts that were given to me were to help them and them. When we find our spiritual gifts, I guarantee when you begin to understand what what is my spiritual gift, you will also then be given an opportunity to use it. Once you understand it, once you go, I think, I think God, and you heard the gifts. I, I named all. That's why it's so important for you to mark these scriptures. Hospitality is a, listen to this, a gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of helping. I just like to help. I just, I, you know, my bride, right, I do this to her, bring her up on the platform, she will freak out. Right, uh, and that has been our entire marriage. We, Thirty-seven years we've been married. She does not like put on a microphone. <laughs> I just want to be back there doing things. Whereas for me, you, I, I got in front of fifteen hundred people one time. I was like, heck yeah, it was really awesome. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. Now watch, I could do that. I could do that too. But we have different gifts. God gives us the opportunity to use those gifts. 